episode 17. Yeah, Tommy. Before the Germans get there. Welcome to Renemy fans. I'm Asus, the man on the other side of the mic is EC. What's going on, Asus? Good to see you again, my brother. As well, hey, we got a new pot out, EC, and it's been less than a week. I'm, I'm very proud of myself, and I'm very proud of you as well. Yes, you know, with 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 time, we're like a fine wine, right? right. <laughs> with time, EC. I don't know. If, I don't know if you caught the uh, the intro. One of my favorite movies is Snatch, and um, we had the, uh, one of my, their, my favorite lines from from that movie is when he's talking to Tommy, and he says, "Yeah, Tommy." Before the Germans get here. So, <laughs> speaking of the Germans, the Germans had uh, games this week. What it... Okay, my opinion, because I slept through the first one. I missed I missed the Bruce Dortmund one. Uh, it was a Saturday, and unfortunately, uh, my family lets me sleep late on Saturday. So, I kind of slept till, you know, about 10, 30, 11. So, I missed the match. I caught the, the second match. Um, didn't think it was too bad. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Uh, but the highlights of the, 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 of the, of the first match, the Dortmund match, I mean, Holland, you know, was Holland. Dortmund is Dortmund. And I think they went for one, one, four nil. Um, yeah. Or then, nil. Then, or uh, then here in the States, they, uh, they played the Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich game on Sunday. So I caught that. That one was, it's like um, watching paint dry. Uh, it was, it was kind of very hard for me to watch because obviously no fans. There's no enthusiasm. I don't know if it's just the way Byron plays, or what, um, or if it's the if it's Bundesliga the way they play. I just, I just, it, it was hard to watch to actually stay in tune and sit down and watch i was also you know trying to bake um bake i'm sorry uh, make breakfast for my children um so i was kind of you know going back from the kitchen to the living room kitchen to living room but it just didn't seem like a, a very good match coming up to uh Lewandowski's, Lewandowski's i would say lucky pk that guy that that, that goalkeeper should have saved it you see uh, and then we had the second. I missed the second goal, uh, but it's just the, the the play. Obviously, these players are rusty, uh, and, and that's something I think we'll, we're going to see um, in the Premier League. We'll talk about here shortly, but uh, the 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 play. I mean, okay. First of all, were you excited? First and foremost, to see these matches. I mean, what did you think of the the, the play? Because we're we'll talk about the other uh, the other the other parts of it, the um, the yakety sacks uh, from the medical staff. Um, that's how like I would like to say uh, the yakety sacks from the medical staff of how they handled everything. But uh, let's talk about play first. Um, Andy, do you think uh, did you think ratings were up? I mean, is this what is this what the world of football needed? Was a shot in the arm. So first off, I was super excited. Um, I actually got up early, 
uh, was ready to roll, recorded it from the night before, still wanted to get up. And I think the main thing for me was trying to kind of listen to the commentary to kind of see if they could give us some insight as to, you know, what was going on behind the scenes. And um, I kind of I'm kind of not happy with Fox because they weren't really breaking down. Um, some of the ins and outs. It's almost like I had to do my own investigating to to really figure out what was going on. But um, I thought I thought the play was fine. I think I think players are rusty on the long pass. Mm-hmm. You can tell that they haven't uh, been able to connect on long passes long enough. But I thought the short play was good. Um, I thought Dortmund played really well. They're second in the league, um, and um, you know, had Bayern not uh, won their game, they would have only been one point off. Uh, the, the league where it was right now, I think they're four points off, but still, you know, eight games to go, still hot and heavy. I don't think they have a game in hand, but but we'll see. But no, I love the German league. I, think, I love the Bundesliga. It's a great league. Um, Bayern's been pretty dominant. Dortmund's been been knocking on the door, but no, I, I think I think um, I think it was good. I just you know there was things that I heard kind of in passing. You know, the, the Union game was uh, was next, or for me it was next. And uh, they just blew past the fact that one of the union players had COVID-19, like it was no big deal. So I just wish they would have did a better job of kind of telling us a full story. Um, I think there's some Berlin players that that may have the virus as well. Um, Don't quote me on that. It's just another uh, deal that I heard. So I wish they really focused on that because that to me is a story. And then I think you get to the football and um, Dortmund just looked really good. I mean, to be away it sucks for Union because, I mean, that's one of the deals where that stadium's just going nuts if that's a home game for them, especially that game. Um, they actually hadn't been in the top flight in several years. So, as a matter of fact, it might be the first time. You may have to look that up. Um, but uh, they hadn't been up, and it sucks because the fans, I know that place would have been rocking and rolling. But, um, no, Dortmund just had better individual play uh, and, and were able to, to win the game. So, no, it was um, it was a lot of fun. I uh, was looking forward to to all of it. It just kind of sucks because in the back of your mind you're thinking, man, what if you know what if someone gets sick, and then next week they have to shut it down? Because like I said, there's already been players on teams that are playing in the Bundesliga that they're basically quarantining because of COVID nineteen. So um, it was just refreshing. It's cool to be able to now look on my DVR and have games that I haven't watched. Because there was another one today, I believe. Uh, I think it was Werder Bremen that I haven't watched yet. So, looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, I was. I think it was uh, Frankfurt and uh, who did they play? That that match was on the Saturday Saturday afternoon match, and obviously, I I don't. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to the fans. I don't watch. I don't watch Bundesliga. I uh, I'll tune in to a, a Dortmund and, and Bayern game. Um, yeah. But just the fact that it was it was there was sport on, I tuned in and you know one of the, one of my favorite names in football, my favorite names in football. I knew he used to play for Wolfsburg, uh, but now I think he played. I think he plays for Frankfurt or the other the team he was playing. Don't again, guys, don't kill me. I'm sorry. Um, it's not a I'm not a Bundesliga connoisseur, but Bas Dost. You know, I know he was playing, so you know my ears perked up when I when I heard him. Uh, he missed a couple, you know, missed chances uh, in the match, but you know it, it was a good back and forth, and I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the fact that they were, they, you know, that they got back, you know, 
that play got back together. Obviously, it's sloppy. It's going to take some time. But I agree with you in regards to Fox. I, um, I just have a hard time watching matches when it's not the MSNBC squad. I think um, they and when ESPN used to when ESPN used to host the um, Champions League matches, when they had like Derek Ray, uh, they had uh, what's his name, uh, Derek Ray, the other man. God, I can't remember his name. But those are announcers that just grasp your attention, right? Uh, even yeah. in the, you know, the MSNBC guys grasp your attention. Fox has a really big problem on their on their broadcast of, of and, and, and something they're gonna have to figure out because uh, people are gonna be tuning in and tuning out, uh, especially if they don't fix that. Because yes, you want to watch matches. It's hard to watch matches first and foremost on Fox, and now you take away the fans. There's no cheering. There's no yelling. There's no there's no fan involvement. Um, but the the commentary needs to improve, especially on that on FS1. I think it's Fox Sports One, um, and, and it does because it's it when they moved the Champions League to Fox a couple of years back. Hearing Gus Johnson, you know, uh, commentate a football match, it was just it was like going to the dentist. EC, you know, what I mean, it was just it was very hard. And Gus, I know Gus, you know, he does great on American college football. Um, but I mean, hearing hearing him commentate a football match, it's it just it just doesn't he doesn't doesn't do it like Derek he Ray and, and and Tommy Smith and you know he does, he doesn't know soccer. So um, I think you know that was probably I think that's one of the reasons the Byron game was kind of you know a little lackluster uh, because I'm an audiovisual person and uh, I need I need that right I need that. Um, I need that commentary, even though they might he might not say anything. Hell, even fan fan involvement, I need that as well. Um, it doesn't take away from the game. Guys are rusty. That's what we have to expect. Uh, that's what we're going to expect from the Premier League when they come back. Guys going to be rusty, and I just hope that does that doesn't play as big a part of say United drawing to United winning or hell United losing, um, and then losing points on a match because I think you're, you're going to have a lot of teams like that. But yet every team is going to be on an even playing field when it comes to that. Every team is going to be rusty. So, um, yeah, uh, who was who the starlet of the first the first week back, in your opinion? Um, it's difficult. I mean, Lewandowski is – He's probably my favorite player in that league, and he scored. It was Sabatich fouled him. There was no question about whether I, I, it was. I disagree. I thought it was. A t- I, I thought it was a ticky tack foul, man. Yeah, it was. The guy was. He was. The he was going off to the. Uh, he there, He was nowhere. I don't, it was a ticky tack. I. I don't know. For me, anytime a player doesn't argue, he knows he fouled him. And Sabatich, he as soon as he fouled him, he went right back behind the line. That to me is a telltale. Like when you get up, even if you did it and you argue, you're thinking and hoping maybe there's a chance he looked at it in a different way. As soon as he, because he sw- he tried to hit the ball. That was the problem. He missed the ball, and that you can blame that on rustiness if you want. But he missed it and he mm-hmm. totally kicked, and he went down. So I I thought it was a foul. Um, I was looking for him to score. He had a couple of chances. He's just so fluid on the ball. Um, Holland, you could put him in there. I know he scored. He had a couple chances as well. He actually uh, played in an assist as well. So if you had to 
put my bias aside, I'd probably give it to Erlen Holling, who is also giving the best interviews, the best dances, the best, you know, just about everything football right now. I think he's um, kind of taken that league by storm. I think he's up to 10 goals um, overall, and, and he's only been there for a little while. So I'd have to pick uh, Erlen Holling for sure. For Erlen Holland's future, would it be best? Because the big boys are going to become calling, right? United, Madrid, maybe even Barca. The big boys are going to come calling. Would you? He's only played less than half a half a season with uh, with Dortmund. Yeah. Would it be best for? Would it be in his best interest to stay at Dortmund at least one full year? And give it a go, or just ride this wave of a. Hey, everybody wants me. Uh, I'm gonna go for big money, and and um, I'm going for big money, and I'm gonna get that transfer because you know his agent, little greedy old Menio Riola, is gonna want that. What's best? What's best for? Uh, what's best for Erlen? I think the best thing for him to be would be to to get to that big club now. I think you're going to see him and Killian be gone from those clubs. Um, Erlen, I, I still have some hope that he could come to to England because that that's the hopes that he, you know, sees that United is making that turn. Um, but I could completely see him at Barcelona. I could completely see him um, at Real Madrid. He's the type of player who I think he's going to be one of those generational talents. Um, I think. Um, you're coming to the tail end, and I don't, and I don't think the end of Ronaldo because I, you're gonna laugh at me, but I think Cristiano Ronaldo is gonna play till he's 40 years old. I just think he's that physically fit. I believe it. Um, and I, but I think that when you're talking about new age strikers, 19, 20 year old Killian, Holland, um, you know, you could maybe throw Gabriel Jesus. Um, as a young up and coming guy, I think, I think he fits into that mold. I don't, you know, honestly, I do not think that staying at Borussia Dortmund is a, as a downside, but you can't argue that Barca United Real Madrid aren't bigger clubs. They're bigger clubs, but Dortmund is knocking on the door, um, you know, on, on Byron's footsteps just about every season. So no, if, if it was me and I was him as good as he is, um, you put him on a, in a better team, I don't think he's going to shy away from from anything. I think he, he proved himself this year in the Champions League, scoring goals against the likes of Liverpool, scoring hat tricks, um, and then to come to Dortmund and not miss a beat, put him on a team where Messi's feeding him the ball, put him on a team where he's got Cruz, Cruz, excuse me, feeding him the ball. I mean, he he would be, it would be amazing. So. No, I don't. I don't see him staying there. But it's no slight to Dortmund because it's a good team. But they're not. You can't put them on the same level as the clubs you mentioned before. But I would be. I'd be if I'm him. I'm gone. <clears throat> for him, I think career-wise, it'd be best to stay. Um, and I think for the clubs that are going to buy him, right, it'd be best to see: is this a fluke? Is this not a fluke? Um, we've we've. They, I know we've had. You know, they they signed um, that kid, uh, Real Madrid signed Luka Djokic, right? The one that they they signed and now they already want to get rid of. Um, Martin Ongard, the Real Madrid, the the guy that uh, 
He was this the Norwegian. There was, was it in Norwegian? I think Martin Ongard. Ongard. I, I think. I think he's Norwegian. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I just um, they just have it. I mean, with Kareem being in and out, um, I it's either going to be Killian or Holland, and I think because Killian is French. I think Zinedine's gonna think, "Hey, let me just go ahead and snatch this kid up." It's and, gonna cost him. And Killian, but Killian has been proven uh, at least since three seasons now. You know, yeah. one with Monaco, yeah. and then now two with the uh, Paris Saint Germain, or at least three, or maybe four seasons. They've been one with Monaco, and then the two, three that he's he spent, and he's done it at the World Cup level. So I, agree. I think you just, I you, you just have to. I, okay, I understand what Killian, you know, he's ready for that mega move, wear the white, you know, wear the white kit, or the Barca, you know, whatever the fuck you call Barca's uniform, I don't really care. Um, but I think he's ready for that. I don't, I don't, it's a big gamble to put that on Erlen Holland because you don't know if this season is just a fluke or can he actually sustain it for a whole season at the highest level. Yeah, no, I think he will. I think if you look at his stats uh, before he got to Dortmund, they were ridiculous. I mean, they didn't even make any sense. He was he he was on that track to play for the I can't remember the the the, the transfer club, uh, not uh, Leipzig. Leipzig, Leipzig. Yeah. So he's gonna what they usually do with those type of kids is he was playing at the like you could call it the B team, but it wasn't really the B team. But essentially, he would have went to Leipzig and then he would have made his either. Dortmund or his um, Bayern Munich move, or Bayern Munchen, as they kept saying this weekend. So he would have made that move. So for him to go to Dortmund, which is a huge club, it's not the biggest, but it's a huge club in Germany, um, and continue to play, continue to play, you know, you've had an opportunity to study him, because that's for me what it is. Once the kids, once there's a break, right, a break, and I can say, I can break it down, and I can say, okay, Holland likes to do this, Holland likes to do that. Well, they had a two-month break to figure this kid out. And he comes right in, first game, bangs in a goal, could have scored another one. So I don't think he – I think he's that type of kid where you you have a wave of strikers. Like you have a, you have a big wave that comes in and they're good for a certain amount of time and then their time is over with. I think he's going to be that next wave of – huge dominant scoring uh strikers um that that's going to be able to get it done for a long time so like i say i i hope Oli keeps a relationship with him because i don't think we're out of that race i i still think strongly that um he just needs to see that it's going in the right direction i i can see it but again i'm not the one out there playing football i mean look again he's challenging for a league right now Right. That's not something that United can say at this moment. But let's say he does what you're saying and he stays a whole nother season at Brewster Dortmund. And we actually have a good season, which I think we will have next year. And they go, hey, look, it, you can run the line for us for years to come. You know, we're on the path. We're just one person away from from being, you know, where we need to be. Um, I think he could be that guy. And, you know, and a, there, a lot happens in a year. You know, so we may have the kids that we have at the club right now, maybe they ascend and they do that and we don't need them. But um, I, I personally think he could be that guy. No, yeah, uh, I, I think he could revolutionize, but I just like I just like more tape on him. Just more uh, time. I got you. You know, it's just uh, like what the Sir Alex did with Van Nistelrooy, right? 
Granted, Vanessa got a knee injury, um, but he stayed at his parent club, uh, rehabbed, and then hell, Sir Alex still, you know, brought him into United, and look what Vanessa did. I think Erlen Holland, who we <clears throat> we have a tendency to do in the world football, in my opinion, is thrust teenagers onto the world stage when they might not be ready. And that's what we're trying to do with Greenwood. What we did with Rashford. What they've done with these you know, these players. Hell, even Kylian Mbappe. I mean, he's... Neymar is probably one of a better, I mean, better example. This world, this world figure that at such a young age, there's so much expectation on him that we haven't given enough time to grow. And I don't want the same mistake to be with Erlen Holland. Is you know the guy is talented, and he's already he's already a superstar. And was a nineteen years old, eighteen, nineteen years old, and guy just he, you know, I mean he still has his Similac. You know, breath still smells like Similac. You know what I mean? He's barely off his mommy's titty. I mean, it's just you can't. I just don't. I I don't like the what football does. They 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 build up these players and then they they're ready to tear them down when they don't do well because they're so immature. They're still immature. I mean these their bodies are mature. They're not men. These are not men. I mean they're still boys at eighteen, nineteen years old. You know you go up against a, a Chiellini, you know a defender like that. I mean he's gonna put you know he's gonna put a hurting on you. You know what I mean? And that's what that's what to, to be fair though, Holland's huge. He's oh yeah, man. I mean, he's, he's, he's yes, he's, he's physically yes, no, but but you know, <laughs> I mean, but obviously he has room to grow, right? And he to get mature, his saying. body he's needs to mature, mentally board. needs to get mature. I mean, I mean, we we we've watched the Last Dance, right? And we've watched a man like a man like Jordan tear some uh, tear a younger kid up because he's not mentally right, and that was um, Scott Burrell, right? <laughs> I mean. Mentally, just tear him apart. But Scott, I mean, Jordan did that anyways. But that's that, that's the thing. Mentally, mental, mental wise, because they're on big money, they're on, you know, this 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 big transfer. So they think that they're entitled. But w- again, what are they entitled to? And uh, I just I'm just very wary on the project, the trajectory of Holland. Because I think it, it could be a telltale, a, one of those, what could have been, um, we just they just moved him up too fast. Uh, if United wants to sign him and just let him stay at Dortmund for a year again, I don't mind that. And we'll talk about other transfers here later on another on another transfer target that I would like United to do. But I, I wouldn't mind that. Bring him into the club now uh, because United is not Dortmund. United is... United's a big room, right? The big room. You know, you play the big room. Uh, that's a big room. And you know, that's where Sinatra plays. That's where everybody plays. Sammy Davis. I mean, you play off to the side right now at Dortmund. You go up to the big the big room. If, if, if it's not, it's Real Madrid. All right. <laughs> Let's get to the yakety sacks that, uh, that was. Um or I think you said uh, say it again. You see, you told me in the in the in the pre uh, in the pre pre show. You said you had a perfect word for how. Say it again. Just, just tell everybody, please. I just felt like it was asinine the fact that you have players on the bench social distancing with masks on, and then when they get subbed in, 
with the five subs, by the way. <laughs> they were able to go full contact, full spit, blood, snot, whatever else, you know, going for headers in the box, 50-50s, one-on-ones. It just made no sense. It's completely asinine. I don't, I don't understand who made that rule up. It makes no sense. Um, but, you know, I think it's a PR move, and it looks good on TV. But I even saw a coach with the mask pulled down beneath his nose because he couldn't breathe. So they're not even following the rules. So I just – it's a joke to me. I don't understand why they're doing it. I think, like I said, I think the PR team said, look, it's going to look good. They're going to be sitting on the benches. They're going to be social distancing. So if anyone asks, they can see that we're clearly doing it the right way, quote, unquote, air quotes around that. But, yeah, it, it was asinine. I, I don't get it. Um, I'm sure – because they did it, the Premier League teams are going to do the same thing. Um, there's just going to be more memes about it than there are, than there are in the German League, for sure. Asinine is asinine is the perfect word because, um, like you said, fifty fifty balls in the box of the headers. I mean, football is a contact sport. No matter what, no no matter what Americans think, football is a contact sport. So you're going to get blood, sweat, and tears, and spittle, and Everything on you know everything on your person um, when you do play, and the funny thing, <laughs> I think what made me laugh because um, I didn't notice it in the first match with the, when I watched on Saturday is uh, when uh, Robert Lewandowski scored their goal right, <clears throat> and the commentator said they're not uh, shake hugging or shaking hands because of because of the you know the social distancing and things like that. I'm like. It doesn't make sense. You know, it's like, okay, well, they're, you know, roughing each other up in the box and, you know, on, on corner kicks and things like that. What's the difference? And they're touching. And they're touching. And they're then, grabbing. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And then, and then the hypocrisy too, right, um, is when a player was subbed out, oh, they couldn't fist bump the – or they, I think they were elbow bumping the management uh, instead of, you know, giving them a hug and a, and a handshake. It's like, okay, uh, it's just... It just makes no sense. They don't... Like I said, I think there there are some smart people in the room, and I think what they're trying to portray is that we believe in social distancing, we believe in wearing masks, we're completely safe, we don't touch hands, we wash our hands, and that, that's all great, but I don't see the point. If you're gonna If you're going to say, go ahead and play, let them play. There's the, 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 you brought up a point earlier when you were talking about the passion of the game and a lot of that coming from the fans. And that's true. But that also affects the commentator who can't get that same feel and vibe from the fans. So they sound like they're tired as well. <laughs> they sound like they're not into it either because there's no one there watching. It's like it's, it's literally one of I can't remember what game it was. I think it was a, a Saturday might have been the Sunday game, but the commentator said it feels like a preseason friendly match. And so it's difficult to get into a vibe and a feel for the game, especially after I just scored a goal. And that's the happiest time that there is. And you're telling me now I can't celebrate. Well, then why can't I sit next to my buddy on the bench? That's not okay, but it's okay for me to sweat next to somebody that I don't know. I haven't trained with. Don't know what kind of symptoms he or she may have. That's the thing. It just, it just makes no sense. That's the thing. It's like, I, okay, me and you are on a team. We've probably gone through the same regimen. We got tested yeah. together. Um, 
granted, they they're in the Bundesliga. They're they they're, they haven't been swissed away to their secluded camps. I think they're still letting them go home and uh, or not being in hotels. Um, they're not really quarantining the team. But I I can say I know how you got tested because I got tested with you rather than me being on the pitch with another player that. I don't know how their their team's running their shit. Yeah, I mean they could, they could say they are, but who knows? I mean it's just and then you're telling me I have to sit, you know, three three seats, two seats down from you, and I have to be wearing a mask on the bench. I mean, come on now, and no spitting. Oh, that's a, this is stupid. Even I know a lot of people think spitting is disgusting. I mean, sometimes I I need to spit, so I spit. Hey, I'm a spitter. That just sounded weird. Um, for, for all spitters, <laughs> when it comes to sports, we all spit. Yes. I read that article and I thought you're you're telling me that if I'm running around and I and I want and I'm taking a break that I can't spit, it's impossible. Yeah. It's it's coming out. It's naturally. It's not even a thought. It's coming. A lot of those guys, they blow snot rockets. I see it all the time. <laughs> all the time. So I just like I said, if if you're gonna do it. Go all out. Let them play. Let there be some sort of passion about it because you can't say it one moment. You can't be next to each other. Then in the next, when they get into the game, well, now the, the, you know the field's been sprayed, so you're safe to touch on the field. No, it's stupid. Just it, like I said, they have the option, and we're going to get into players and what their choices are later, but they don't have to play. That's their prerogative. And so if they don't want to play, and they don't want to be out there because they feel like it's a risk. They don't have to. It's the same way I feel about people going out and shopping. Listen, I'm not doing all that stuff. I think that those people aren't helping. You know, they say, well, it's, it's my body. It's my choice, this and that. Here's my thing on that. I don't want those same people complaining if this stuff comes back in the fall because you didn't want to wear a damn mask to Walmart or wherever the hell you were going. I don't want to hear it was your choice, your body. So, but... Like I said, if you if you're coming back and you want to play ball, then play ball. Let them play ball. Let them celebrate. Let them do everything that they can. Because to your point, there's nobody there to watch. What are they getting pumped up off of? What how, how are they getting the juices flowing? What kind of home advantage do you have? You don't have any. Mm-hmm. So you know, be be clear with your message. To me, the message is this is a PR moment. It's not about the safety of our players. We don't care about social distancing and masks. We just know that those are hot button words. And so we're going to do it. That's what it sounded like. And I'm sorry, looked like to me. No, definitely. They're just, they're just placating to their, their governments that that are, that are letting the, letting them play. Um, and uh, the players, well, let's screw it. Let's get into it now. Um, let's, now let's talk about our league, the league that we love dearly, the Premier League. Um, yeah. Article has been sent out that six players have already uh, – actually, sorry. Uh, as of Friday, the English government said that, hey, we're good to go, or last week, I can't remember the date, said we're good to go. Um, everybody can resume play. Uh, the Premier League said Okay. So most teams started to test their players yesterday. Uh, I know United brought their players in in 15-minute increments, more likely to test and whatnot, maybe to get a feel of of interview them or whatnot. Um, But an article came out today that six players have already come out positive for the coronavirus. 
Also, um, there has been at least one prominent player. Well, he, I, I think he's a prominent player on his team. A captain, actually, he, a captain he is. Of his team. A captain. He's definitely a prominent team. player for sure. Troy Deeney from Watford has have has come out and said, verbally, actually stated that he is not going to play. Um, not because of himself, obviously, because a lot. I mean, a lot of us say, you know, most of most of us are in good health, but we know somebody that in our families that are not. So we're doing this for other people. And Troy said himself, he's doing it for his son. Really didn't get too much into um, the article of what, I mean, what ailments his son has. That's none of my business. I I respect his decision. But this gets back to what we talked about several pods ago. I think it has to be a all for one and one for all. Um, obviously, I found out, yes, they have a players union in the in the Premier League. Um, but it has to be that way. You see, it just has to have that, that, that united front, um, for players like Troy and hell, even these you know players that have, you know, become positive, um, and not just the premier league championship league one, league two. Cause I mean, these players need to be protected because yeah, um, they have they, some teams some players might be on you know minimal wages um but you know their club's gonna get the the bonus money from tv revenue right who knows right. i mean there's it's just what is the overall cost what is it the cost reward factor of playing for these players especially if they have children you know mothers fathers that you know that they might suffer from if they contract the disease uh, or this virus because are the, you know like we said yakety sex are they really really taking precautions or is it just a pr stunt no it's it's a pr it's a pr move they, and they know and and with troy saying he's not going to play you know this is this is a big blow to the premiership and i know he's not a world beater, but he is a huge player. He's a captain of their team. Yes. And he's also, that's a team that's fighting to stay up. And as we said on several pods before, these clubs that stay up, it's a huge financial benefit to that club. It's a huge financial benefit. If you go down, it's a huge drop in finances. And so you now have a player who's who could potentially keep his team up saying, nope, my daughter's got breathing issues. She's only five months old. Not going to do it. He also went on, went on in that article to say, what are you doing for minorities who in that in the UK are more apt to get the coronavirus than any other? He, he mentioned uh, African-Americans. He mentioned Asians uh, and Mexicans. He, he mentioned those. Uh, I think it's called MOD or I can't remember the acronym. But he mentioned that and he hasn't gotten a response. So you can you can see that they cl- the clear plan is to Look at the German league. Hope that nothing goes wrong. Let's get the get this money, this TV money, and that hopefully these nine games can be over as quickly as possible. And hopefully nobody, literally nobody, dies. Is what they're hoping. They're not worried about. Listen, that Troy Deeney thing. Like I said, it's a P, it's PR, bad PR for them. But they're still pushing forward. Players are still at practice. They're gonna do the PR thing, and they're gonna say practice in small groups. The groups will get big, bigger, and then eventually you'll be playing 11 v 11. 
but um, no, I, I read I read the whole uh, interview. I, um, I'd, I'd like to actually see to because I only got to see two minutes of his actual uh, facial expressions and that. So I'm looking for the video to watch. But he brings up, like I said, a couple of key factors that they're not they're just not addressing. And he's one of the lucky ones who actually saved money and had money in the bank. That's kind of what he was saying in the interview that he feels comfortable staying at home because he does have money in the bank. And so he's not like every other player. There's there are literally players who are paycheck to paycheck, believe it or not. Even in the Premier League, not everybody's making a hundred grand a week. That's not the that's not the norm. Um, there are players like that that are out there that they don't have to worry, but a lot of these guys, they're literally talking to their wives like, we got to take the risk. You know, he's not the only one with a five-month-old kid. There could be a kid, uh, uh, another player out there who can't afford to say, no, nah, I'm good. Got to go out there and get it. They have to go make money. So I'm very interested to see. Uh, we talked about this last week. You know, what if, what if Bruno and Rashford and, and James all say, you know what? Somebody got sick last week, and I don't want to get sick because my mom has been talking to me, my parents, my agent. They don't want me to get sick, and so I'm not playing. What do we do? Those are key players for us, and we're fighting for a Champions League spot. So I just I'm I'm very curious to see how that story develops. How does Watford play that? If they get relegated, do they sue? What what happens? You know what 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 goes on? I'm 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 very very interested in that story. I th- I'm, I'm- I appreciate that Troy Deeney has the balls to come out and actually, you know, say it, right? Most players, I agree. Most players, I mean, most players are not going to go against the norm. But this guy, you know, said, you know what? Hey, screw this. You know, I, I have something other than – I have something more at stake than my salary or my fame. You know, hell, my teammates, my club. I have something at home that's more, you know, more at stake, and 100%. and for him to go out and publicly say it and back it up, I I just I like Chordini, I really do, I really do. Um, I like Watford. Uh, I just now after I saw that, I like him even more. And it's not because, and I know probably every probably the, the fans, the don't don't write on me fans out there will think, man, you just. You just, you know, you're you err on the side of caution, and you know this, this, and that, and you just you just don't want the league to start, and you just want to push it back. You live in a, you know, live in a shell. You know, they, you know, you know, you know most, you know most um, as most people in my position, uh, in your position as well, uh, get a lot of kickback. You know, like trying to err on the side of caution. Uh, yeah, I, I do. Um, I'm in my personal life. I mean. I'm not sure about you, you see, but my father, I mean, he's a, he had a liver transplant. I mean, he's susceptible. I mean, he has to take anti, uh, anti drug, uh, anti, anti rejection pills that lowers his immune system because of, of, of his liver transplant. So yes, I, I, I have a stake in this and I can't, I can't, be, we have to be more vigilant than anything. And I'm, I mean, you, I mean, you and your family, I'm pretty sure are the same way. Maybe not having, you know, a parent that way, but, you know, you have children, you know, um, that, you know, you have a wife, you have a family, you know, you have friends, you know, that you have to look out for, not just yourself, that you have to look out for. And what Troy Dini is doing is actually saying it, saying it publicly, giving pretty much, I'm saying a voice like mine, mine and yours. 
giving a voice, a more powerful voice to the public to, you know, to say, you know, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go through this because I'm not going to put my family in danger. And I, I just applaud the men. No, I do too. And I, I'm, that sucks about your pops for sure. Hopefully he feels better if he, oh, no, if no, he's, he's not. He's good. I'm just, I'm just saying I have to, you know, I have, oh, to, I know he, I, he had, he had his transplant. He's just on the he's just on the on the drugs. So no no he's fine. He's actually gone a lot better since the trip. But it's just I can't we can't put them in. I just can't put we yeah, can't, you, you can't just, put them in a compromising position. Yeah, it's no, it's a huge risk, and he, he literally put his money where his mouth is, right? Because he's not going to get a paycheck. He's not coming to work. But he said he's his five month old won't know anything about it now. But when he's able to come of age, you know the story will be written that Daddy said no, you are more important, and yeah. that's huge. Um, to, to be able to do that. And I think a lot of those guys right now, after hearing him, you could see a trickle down. You could see guys go, well, I thought Troy Dooney might get killed in the press, but people are applauding him. People are saying, well, good for you. There are going to be people on the other side that say, well, you're, you can say that because you got money in the bank. Well, that's not his fault because he's a better player and he got more money. That's not his fault. He was smart with his cash. He put it in the bank. There's a freaking pandemic. What's he supposed to do? Is he supposed to endanger his five-month-old child? Absolutely not. It's not even a question. So I think I think this could have a trickle down. I haven't heard, but from him, and I think Danny Rose is the only other one that that said he might not come back. He didn't. He didn't say what Troy said. Troy basically said, "I ain't coming." Yeah. But I think Danny Rose said, "I'm not comfortable because I don't know." what the rules and what the regulations are going to be. So, no, shout out to Troy Deeney. Um, he actually played so good when he played against us. I thought, man, <laughs> if we be a striker. Yeah, exactly. I thought the same thing, so I like you. We might give him a look. I know he's 30, <laughs> 31, but shoot, so is he. So is Igalo. I mean, give him a chance. But, yeah, no, he um, – one of my fa- – after he did the Flex interview, I don't know if you guys had a chance to see it, it just – it showed so – how real – um, he is, uh, he just didn't, he, he didn't hold back at all. I mean, he just, he just, he just kept it so real. So now nah, it was cool to see, refreshing to see. And, um, I'm just, again, there's so many side stories, um, to this deal. I'm very interested to see if there's a trickle down effect. Um, does Watford wind up suing, uh, the premier league? There's just so many different stories to that, to that one thing. All right, speaking of uh, side stories, <clears throat> I'm going to take us down a rabbit hole, and I hope you don't um, you don't hate me for it. We're talking about Troy nah, Deeney. Let's we're, do it. We're talking about Troy Deeney, and this is something I just thought of now, so I'm kind of uh, blindsiding you with this. <clears throat> Troy Deeney said that he's, um, you know, he mentioned minorities, basically, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You mentioned uh, Danny Rose. He's a... I won't say African American, but he's an African Englishman. I guess now is that what they? I don't know what they call it over there, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. No, I know what you mean. What do we get? Again, again, again with the you know there. Uh, what if we get people of you know minorities that band? I'm saying them band together, but say you know what? Hey, Troy has a ish. You know, Troy has a you know point. You know, uh, I'm susceptible. My ethnicity is susceptible to this virus more than, you know, more than 
you know, Anglo, you know, Anglo, you know, Anglo-Saxon, I guess you could say, uh, um, the white folk. white folk. Yes, yes. I was trying, trying to be politically correct, and it's you know, I, they're, I'm, they're, I'm, they're, they're white folk. They gonna get mad. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna be all right. They've been called work, so they'll they'll be fine. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm trying to like walk a fine line here. You see on this question, all right? Nah, they'll be all right. But you know, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> if you have if you have a divide of black and white white uh, white players, especially um. Especially in, and I would say indigenous, but English black players compared. Not I'm, I'm talking about African, but English black players um, uh, on on teams that say you know what, like say Marcus Rashford, Jesse Lingard, um, Greenwood. Uh, who else we have? We have Wamba Thaka. No, oh yeah, Wamba is he English? Yeah, English. He is English. Mm-hmm. Jesse Lingard. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. I'm not talking about the African bass players. Maybe even the French. And the French bass players, Pogba, Martial, same thing, right? Mm-hmm. What have they said? You know what? Um, due, you know, due to my my susceptibility, um, they all band together and you know, you know, say we're not going to play. Do is it justified? To, I mean, because they're going to have a negative backlash, right? And then you talk about, you know, racial, racial, not a racial war, but. Um, we already talked about racism in 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 in, in football. It, do you think someone like that would um, would erupt, and would it would it basically hurt the Premier League or any league in in general if 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 players that you know felt that that you know their their ethnicity will is more will, is is more susceptible they're more susceptible to getting this disease and more of a negative effect in these, these disease i mean could it could that be a factor i just want to i'm just putting it out there because you you talked about Troy Dini and what he said with um yeah. with the minorities he, i mean yeah he made a point he brought it up a couple times about you know how how you know people of color are more susceptible to catch it and like I said, there wasn't, there hasn't been a response yet to that. I'm, I'm still looking around to wait for it. Um, if if the players were to band together, I think, um, you know, at that point, there's no way around it not being racial. Um, but I think the Premier League is going to be moving forward. Are they going to be in a horrible position? I think so. Because you're talking about fifty percent of their players, you see, at least. I, oh, I know. I trust me. That's that's why I think. Like I said, the Premier League is not worried about players getting sick. They're not worried about minority groups, black, white. They're not worried about that. They're worried about the billions of dollars that they will miss out on if the season doesn't finish. That's it. That's what they're worried about. That's why we're playing these games. Um, and that's why I was telling you earlier, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm getting... I usually wake up early anyways to watch soccer. But if I had my choice, I'm going to watch the Premier League first because that's where United's at. But early as as hell for the Bundesliga, which is a good league, I watch it. But I got up early anyway just to watch it because it was the only thing on. So they understand that fans are going to watch. Would they maybe lose a percentage of viewers for a little bit, potentially? But I, I would guess, this is just my guess, I would guess that they'd all come right back. And I think the players might as well. And I say might because, 
again, I think if it's a situation where if your point comes true and I would venture to say, like you said, about 50 percent of the league is, mm-hmm. is minority um, and they still played, you'd get a lot of folks transferring. You, you'd get a lot of players who'd be in Spain, who'd be in Italy, who'd be in France, Germany. I think you get a lot of, 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 of players transferring. So, um, no, I, I, I think it, it, it could cause an effect. I, I know that's why he brought it up. Because, like I said, he could have just – if he would have just said, my five-month-old is going to get sick, I don't want to risk it, and been, and been done with it, nobody would have batted an eye. But the fact that he said that and he brought up the, the ethnicity deal, mm-hmm. he brought that up for, to, to make a point. And like I said, I'm very interested to see how many more players are going to go, what do you mean they're not, that I'm more susceptible? Because I guarantee you, a 19, 22, 21-year-old kid, he don't know nothing about the susceptibility yeah. of getting COVID-19. He just wants to play football. So he opened up, I guarantee you, a lot of eyes to a lot of younger kids minority players who did not know that and they're having a nice little conversation with their parents and figuring out hey you know what are they doing what what are there is there testing going on are they spraying the balls down like what are they doing Mm -hmm. you know and and is and and are are any of those things going to keep you safe we all know the answer is no because there's no there's no vaccine for it right especially let me just step i'm gonna say some political stuff let me shut my mouth but we we know that there's no cure and so basically they're just taking a risk so if it did happen and and the players all protested i'd be completely with them again this is a disease that's killing folks this isn't just well you could have a cramp or you know you might get sick but you can come back you could literally die from this so Mm -hmm. I would support it. Like I said, I don't think it's going to happen, but man, I mean, stranger things have happened and we are in the weirdest times that we have ever been in in my lifetime. Hopefully never happens again. So, um, you know, if, if they did and it, it could come maybe after they get back to playing and someone gets sick and they go, oh, well, we, we got them in quarantine. Don't worry about it. Come on back. Come on. We're, we're fine. So, you know, I, I'm just, I think, We've got to. We got about a month, right, before they kick off. A little less than. Uh, I know they come. They, they June first was their their target date. Obviously, they're gonna have to. <clears throat> they're gonna have to be in, in camp at least. So I mean, I'm just I'm very curious to see. You already have six players that have it. You have one player said he's not coming back at all. Um. I'm I'm really curious to see how they're going to be able to continue to just keep pushing forward. And again, I think with the German league going forward and continue to play games, they're seeing that money come in and they're just going to keep going for it. So, but no, it's an interesting point that you bring up. Um, I, I hope it doesn't happen, but it could. I guess the reason I bring it up is because here in the States, obviously most of our, most of our sports are the African American African Americans are dominate, you know, dominate the numbers, right. Of players. But obviously, when you come to upper management, owners and things like that, they don't. So who who does it benefit? You know, to risk to risk. You know, does it risk the players or the owners that are the owners that are actually you know 
paying for you know this league or have, have have something invested in it, you know, wanting these players to play. But I mean, if it risks the players that are majority African American, I mean, I would think that you know the players would be more unified. But like you said earlier, uh, somebody that made like you know that's on Troy Deeney's wages um, has 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 enough money to, that in saving the bank, whereas you know a rookie. You know, like here in in the states, um, that is on. I mean, league minimum. Hell, even the league minimum is a lot. But you know what I'm saying? Is not on. Yeah, it's but just they, on a but, but they have to play. They have. You can't <clears throat> just yeah, because you're play. on a salary. Yeah, you don't catch that exactly. unless you play. Yeah, exactly. You have to play. So, so if you don't yeah, play, so you, you don't play. You don't eat. So that's um, it's it's just um. Uh, and I and I've seen I've seen championship players. If you if you guys haven't had a chance, watch Southampton till I or Sunderland till I die. These guys are one step away from the championship, and they are literally paycheck to paycheck. They're one step away from the big time, and they've been bounced around and couldn't find a home, and they finally find it. You got to remember when these cats when it says Pogba for ninety million. No one's transferring ninety million into Pogba's bank account. Oh, no. It ain't happening. <laughs> it's his weekly wages that he's about to get, and they're astronomical. Don't get me to saying this guy's uh, hurting for food or cars or whatever the hell he needs. He's getting paid. Don't get me wrong, but there these numbers are out there for us to look at and go, wow. But it's going to the club. It's going to the owners. It's going to the people on the board. So not everybody out here is just balling out of control just because yeah. they play in the league. And obviously. And obviously, the English government has to take their shit. Was it they're getting their cut? Yeah, they're getting their cut. The other, when you, you're talking about minorities, like the minorities in the United States, they actually talk and say stuff. Like they protest and they yeah. go out and do stuff. There's not a whole lot of protesting going on. You, you, you might see a club say no to racism type of stuff, but in the states, they're in the papers, they're on the interviews, they're saying stuff. So it's I, I don't want to say foreign. But it's not something that a lot of the minority players overseas, especially in the Premier League, it's not something they do. It's not something that they, you know, vocally come out and talk about. So, you know, Troy Deeney's statements today were huge. I, I read that a couple times, looked at the interview, and the things that he's saying, it's not something that a typical English African player says. Um, and so I'm, I'm very interested. I was re- getting into the comments. It was more about money. Um, than anything else, the, the the initial comments that I've read, you know, the fact that he's able to make this stance because of um, not not just due to the kid, but he's able to. But my, my thing is, I always say to that, you, you got to be smart. We've all heard of the athlete who makes the mil- the hundreds of thousands a week that blows it mm-hmm. on girls or cars or houses. They blow it. He hasn't. He's a family man. He's settled down and he's got some money in the bank. So that's kudos to him. That has nothing to do with you know, anything else other than he's been smart or had an advisor who's been smart with his money. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, Troy Deeney, you know, let's hope, uh, let's hope nothing, nothing, no repercussions from the league or from his team happen. Uh, and they just let him be and just let him make his own decision. All right. Getting from one bad note to another EC. You talked about champions league earlier. Another article came out, and I kind of, I kind of was, um, I, I when when the city when the city news came out that they might they're gonna have a transfer ban, 
I didn't get my hopes up because they they snaked their 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 ass out of the last one. You know, they got out of the last one. Uh, they got out of trouble. And again, here we go. Our only hopes, not our only hopes, but obviously our best chance to make Champions League was to win fifth. And then obviously City City not making a champ, the, <coughs> forfeiting their second spot. Uh, and then we get Champions League. But an article came out today again stating that um, the the punishment for City is unlikely. Uh, and they cited the fact that AC Milan, uh, PSG, and I forgot that there was another club. Galatasaray. Galatasaray. Um, I mean, what a kick in the nuts, right? Um, this this club, this the noisy neighbors, again, uh, just seem to, they're like the Teflon Dons. They're like, they're like Don, John Gotti, right? They nothing could seem to stick to these guys. These, I mean, and 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 honestly, I put it down to it. It's the Abu Dhabi group greasing the pockets of UEFA and not actually doing a damn thing to these guys uh, when it comes to financial fair play. Yeah, no, they've got they've got money. I think the article goes on to say they've got uh, money to pay for ten lawyers to fight this for 10 years or just something stupid like that. Um, it's a two year ban. And so, you know, the, 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 the roaches that are city hopefully will at least get a year. Um, cause clearly they've done something. They, they've been caught, right. They just, we just have to figure out, you know, exactly what it is. So they'll, they'll get something. It probably won't be two full years, but it could be a year, which is enough. And, um, you know, I was never banking on them to for, for this to happen. Not because of this particular reason. I just felt like there's no way. It's just it's just a story that they're not going to write. But, um, you know, I still feel like where we are and what's going on, I think we're going to get in regardless of, of what the decision is. But, no, it just goes to show you kind of, you know, where we are. And we're about to get another one. Um, we talked about this last week with Newcastle. Um, who will have some some big money coming in uh, as well? So um, no, it, it, it's sad. It, it sucks because again, you know, if, if you're out here cheating, you know, as long as you have money, you can you can basically paint over it and and uh, and not get not get in any trouble. But um, no, I, I read it. It sucked. I saw it. I thought, you know, this is just another another Saudi move. Is it Saudi? No, they're Abu Dhabi money. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, yeah, another Abu Dhabi move um, that they'll they'll skate their way out of it, and you know if if it's not a full year, maybe it's just one season. I think that's enough. Um, but like I say, we've got to not worry about those guys. Worry about where we're at. We still have some huge games in the nine that are left, and you know Stoke I think is breathing down our necks. We still have a game in hand with them, and uh, we just got to take care of our business. We take care of our business. Chelsea's gonna slip. I just. I don't see them winning out. And we were on such a great roll. Everything was going good. And, you know, from looking at the German clubs that were, you know, on that same path, doing really well and then, and then come back, they all look fairly well. So my hope is that um, we don't bring in anybody new. And by new, I mean, like, don't bring in Pogba just yet. Don't let Scott come in just yet. Play with the folks that we've had. 
and then bring those guys off the bench and then let them kind of settle in because, um, you know, this whole thing with City going on, we don't need any any other distractions. It's just a sad day when you know, like you just said, it, it's going to be a money deal. They're not going to be able to – they don't have the type of money to sit in court like these this Abu Dhabi group has, and they will. They'll sit there all day and fight it, and eventually it's just going to go away. Well, you brought up his name again, AC. God, you can't go an episode without bringing up his name, Paul Pogba. He's, man, the, the myth, the legend. Paul Pogba <laughs> again. I just, again, transfer news, easy. Now let's get it. You know what? Let's get on the brighter side of life. Let's get on some. Uh, we've already talked to doom and gloom uh, this first hour of this pod. Let's get on the brighter side of life. Paul Pogba, there was a now a also a rumor of um, a Juventus also in, but they want a swap deal. And they want a swap deal with Adrian Rabinon, 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 whatever his name is, the midfielder, the the, uh, the castaway PSG midfielder, and now apparently he's a castaway Juventus midfielder, that that guy, you want to talk about somebody that's on their mommy's titty? Uh, that guy is because he lets his mommy do all his his talking. Adrian Robinol, uh, they want to. They're they're. I think it's a a two player swap deal. Can't remember the other player. Uh, to get Pogba, I say no, hell no, and no thank you. Uh, give us cash flow. I want cash money for Pogba. I don't want players. Uh, the only player that I feel that. That I would take in a in a swap deal plus cash. I'm saying plus cash would be uh, Mateus Delit. That's it. Um, obviously Ronaldo's at at Uve. Uh, oh, God, I would love Ronaldo to to don the number seven again, but not a not a age thirty six Ronaldo so swap deal for a man a guy that's ten years younger. Uh, I would want Ronaldo back on a free. Uh, but the only player that I would, as United, that I would want to do a swap deal for, uh, plus cash, obviously. I mean, forty million, Delit, forty million. I'll trade. I'll send Pogba that way, uh, or maybe fifty million is Mateus Delit. Yeah, no, I. You know, we paid ninety-eight million, I think, and I think you know we go through next season, then we sell them. I think they'd be able to they'd be able to get a hundred back for him, maybe ninety back for him. So you'd you'd make some money off the deal. Um, but no, I'm I'm not at this point. Um, I don't think the swap is on. Uh, I think Juventus kind of already mentioned you know wages and what they're willing to pay and what they're not willing to pay. Um, you know, I I don't think and you know the the, the stories are going to change as reports come in, but they're talking about nobody over a hundred grand a week. He's not going to do that. It's not even in his vocabulary. So, you know, uh, there are players I would swap out for him as far as midfield players. Kevin De Bruyne is somebody I'd swap him out for in a second. Diago at, at uh, Bayern Munich is somebody I'd swap out for. But there isn't there, there aren't a whole lot of players that I would. Um, we're, with where we're at now, I'm just so excited to see him play with Bruno um, that I really hope they don't pull any triggers. Um, because I think a full season of those two with fans, um, you know, playing the whole year, I think that would be great to see. Um, I don't think it's happening with fans next year either. I hate to be the, the, 
Debbie Downer, but I I think this this nine game this little patch that we're gonna have, I think it's gonna be nothing but fun. I think people are gonna be super excited to see how well they click together. Um, but but yeah, there's that the Juve thing. I think it's gonna be a an ongoing thing, even all throughout next year. I think it's gonna be because of who he is. He's always gonna have some kind of a rumor around him. <clears throat> you wouldn't swap him out for the lit? No, I, I wouldn't. I like I said, I think for me, it's not that he's not a good player. I just I know that Pogba is. I know that he's a proven you know good player, and I would love to see him and Bruno and Marcus and Tony and Fred. I mean, it just it just sound it sounds like you're playing FIFA at this point. Like it doesn't even sound real. So no, I again I, I he's great. Tissier is great, but I just I, I really want to see this core group because like I said, I think the direction that he's looking at, the young up and coming guys, I think you can lean on Pogba, I think you can lean on Bruno to make the smart decisions. I think you can lean on Maguire to make the smart decisions on that back line and be the captain he's supposed to be. Um, I just think, like I said, I wouldn't right off the bat just go, here, go on and get in there. Um, I would acclimate him in slowly because the core that they have going, they're doing great, especially defensively. And I think Matic has a lot to do about that. I really do. As as old as he is, and <laughs> old in soccer terms, mm-hmm. um, you know he's doing great. And eleven, or maybe way off. Maybe it's sixteen or seventeen. Maybe straight clean sheets. I can't remember how many it is, but we were like second uh, before this whole stop in the world with consecutive uh, clean sheets. So I just I wouldn't ruffle anything. I wouldn't bring anybody in. Um, like I said, if the nine game goes through and he looks like crap and he just can't get it together and he just he's trying to make all these fantastic passes and nothing's coming off and it, it looks like junk then maybe but I'm not I'm not rocking the boat I'm not letting him rock the boat he's gonna come in when I feel like it's it's gonna it's gonna ease into things when I feel like he's you know ready to play a certain role that the player at his position because remember you got Bruno at the 10. Pogba's not taking that. It's not happening. And so can they can they switch back and forth during the game? They could. Rooney talks Rooney talks very often about how Sir Alex would have uh, uh, Ronaldo, Rooney, and Tevez, which is just ridiculous to even think about. But he'd have all of those guys up front. But he said Sir Alex would tell them that when it was time to play defense, Ronaldo didn't have to go back and play. So they kind of knew that Ronaldo was so sick going forward, he needed to conserve his energy. So they might swap off. Maybe Bruno's tired because Bruno likes to score. Maybe he's tired and, and Pogba comes up a little bit and, and plays in that 10 role. But I just, I just want to see that happen first, and then we can start talking about swap deals. Because like I said before, I'm all for it. If we're gonna get a hundred million for Pogba, I'm all for it. Like, and Andy doesn't want to be here. Cool. Like, I'm, I'm all for getting the most money out of these players as we can. 
if they don't want to be here. You don't want to ever come out doing bad business and losing money on a player who doesn't want to be there. If he doesn't want to be there, best case scenario, then get some cash for him, and then and then you move on. Well, yeah, you said two things that I kind of want to go in two directions, but uh, let's go with the first one. You said Matic, right? Matic is <laughs> – you want to see Matic – what did you say? Um, play more or see him – I just want to see – I just want to see – if we're going to play a CDM with two holding midfielders, I think I would let him play until he shows that he starts – I would say, okay, Paul, look, if we put you in the six, we really want you to help out on defense. And I and you have to tell him that. You can't just say we want you to play D, but you can still get four. Matic is not trying to get four. He's trying to help back four. He's making a smart, simple pass. He's helping out when it when it breaks down in the midfield. He's gonna clean up, make tackles. That's what he's doing. And I, and I think he's doing a really good job of that. I'm saying he's the best in the world i'm just saying on at our club right now for what he's doing he's very valuable for what he does right now and i don't want anybody i don't care who it is i don't want anybody breaking it up i want i want it to be a smooth transition i know pogba costs a lot of money i know he's on huge wages but guess what so is so is sancho not sancho so is uh sanchez and he's on his way back so you can't just be because of the wages because of the name you can't just throw the guys back in there I think they got to slowly be acclimated back into the team. I, he's got to prove, Pogba has to prove that he's willing to play in a deeper role. Maybe, like I said, I would like for him to play forward, but Bruno, you, no one for me can argue that Bruno has not been a revelation. No, no, he has. Um, so he has. why would I take and move him around because Pogba's back? I I, I would be pissed if, if Oli did that. So, I just want everyone that's been there for this turnaround, which is matched, you know, I would leave him in there until he starts to crumble. And then, you know, you can slowly say, okay, McTominay, Pogba, you know, this is kind of what we're looking for. We want, you know, and, and then hope they can do it. Do I think Pogba is better than Matic? I do. But again, it's systems, it's, 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 uh, formations. Um, you know, can Ole, start to eventually show that as a coach, this is what I would like to do. Right now, the answer is no. But you can't argue that the defense has been – they've been better, period. I mean, it's it's been it's been a complete turnaround, um, you know, since January. All right. Well, <clears throat> I got to get a quick jab in there. So now that you say Bruno is what is what – is, what Bruno is, obviously Pogba is not really world-class. Um so getting back to Matic, and I didn't expect to go down that road when I said brought up Matic. I was just, it was a joke because everybody t- said that he was washed up uh, at the beginning of the year. But I said it well, too. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, what I want to get into is the transfer news. Uh, United is, <coughs> have seen rumors again. Rumors, hate rumors, but we have to talk about it. Jude Bellingham uh, has a deal, or a deal has already been. In, Again, rumors negotiated in principle with Birmingham to bring in Jude Bellingham. And I think his younger brother is 14 as well. Uh, I don't know what the specifics are. I know, that, like I said, there's rumors that 
that Ole's already promised him playing time, yada, yada, yada. The guy's 16 years old. Uh, they're talking about putting him, playing him in the central CDM position, which is um, either either the Matic role or the deeper-lying Pogba role, right? Um, also, a midfielder that has been on the radar is Jack Grealish. And also James Madison. The rumors for James Madison have has actually gone off a little, a little more. Jack Grealish, I think he's more attainable because Aston Villa's on the cusp of getting regulated, so the price of Jack Grealish is probably going down because he's going to want to stay up in the Premier League. So the price of Jack Grealish and Jack Grealish is twenty four. They don't say they don't play the same position. Uh, but with the question I want to ask you, when you look at our midfield. As a as a midfield core, you know, defensive midfielders, attacking midfielders, who would you want out of the two, Bellingham, Bellingham, or or um, Grealish, to help for the now and to also help for the future? I mean, I, I'll I'll give you my answer and I'll and then I'll tell you why. So I'm I'm gonna go with Grealish. Most are going to disagree because this kid is apparently a he's like another Wayne Rooney as far as being 16 and being ready to, to play. I just don't think that he's going to play right now. Whereas I think Grealish, though he's he may want to start because he's a captain and he plays every game. I think if things go the way that they've been going and we keep playing really good, <clears throat> I think he'll be able to understand that he is going to have to be a super sub in Grealish. I think Jude, if he comes and they tell him he's going to play and he does it and he's 16, he's going to hate life. Mm-hmm. And he's going to turn to another one of those kids who was supposed to be great like you talked about before and it never happened. He's not the type of person that needs to go to Manchester United's academy. If they're going to bring him in, he's to play. And so I would, if they signed him, I would let him stay at home in Birmingham or wherever he's from, and let him play. You still got two more years, and he's still only 18 years old. So I would I would definitely bring in Grealish. He's a proven Premier League player, um, proven that he could do it against the best because he was doing us dirty when he came to Old Trafford. Um, bring him off the bench, and he's 24. So he's at the peak of his prime. He's coming to the biggest club that he's been at, and – I think it would be great for his attitude. I think it'd be great for the club, and he could be here for a while. And he would actually challenge for positions. Who's not to say that maybe once in a while, every once in a while, you start him? Who's not? How bad for us would it be to have him starting in, let's say, a UEFA league during the week to upon to rest up a Bruno to rest up some of our better players um, and have him play. It's not a bad drop-off. And I think that's the kind of problems that you want. You want to be deep. You want to have those quote-unquote club legends that come off the bench like Oli did and score a goal. So I, 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 don't, I don't mess with this kid's what he's doing. He's, he's having a good time. He's scoring goals. He's loving life. Why mess that up, bring him to United, and maybe he plays every once in a while? Because I don't, I don't – personally, I don't think he's going to start. You think he's going to start? No, no, no. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have my cake and eat it too, because I think I think the question was either or when it was brought up in the media, right? 
Why can't they do both? Sign him. I mean, he, sign, 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 sign him on he, a five-year deal. Sign him on a whatever you, I mean, and then keep him in Birmingham for two years. You know, let him let him you know you know harness his craft, and when he's ready at twenty or eighteen or eighteen years old, still young for the Premier League, he has three years left on his deal. He can come up and and play for the big boys. Or send him out on loan. Send him out somewhere else. Well, somewhere else in the Premier League to get him Premier League, you know, Premier League play, and bring in Jack Grealish. Because I don't think Jack Grealish is going to cost as much as people are as people are assuming. I think Jack Grealish is going to put his transfer request in and force a move out. And I don't think Aston Villa has any say on that, especially if they get rele- relegated. Depending on what his contract says. So they get relegated. I don't think Jack Grealish is going to cost as much. I think we can bring him in and pay. I think they're talking about 50, 50 million pounds for, for Jude Bellingham. I think both, both, both deals are attainable, and I would do both. And that's where you stockpile talent at United. Uh, but if you're asking me on which one I want, I'd go with, I'd, I mean, due to the fact that we have Fred Matic, uh, Pogba, uh, Bruno, and now we have Grealish. If we get Grealish, uh, I'm gonna say I'm on your. I'm on the same thing as you. I think we need more. We saw it this year when we had depleted midfield when everybody was injured. I think we need more attacking midfielders in our reservoir uh, because you know Mata's a little older um, to play that ten. Uh, we need more. We need more young, young blood in our attacking. You know, our attacking midfielders, and I think Jack Grealish can do that uh, for the for the for the now for the next two three years. Obviously, Jude Bellingham, if we can keep him on, get him on contract, keep him on contract, and have him in our, you know, have him in that pipeline. God, you know, help you help everybody who plays United, because that's going to be pretty 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 scary. All right, we, ta- we talked about CDMs earlier with Mateus Delit. Um, old man, old man Rivers coming might be coming back. You see, old man River. Yeah, no, I heard, I heard they're not Roma's not going to be able to hold on to him. Um, he's had a great season in Syria. I know a lot of people say it's just a defensive league. It's not. It's actually a really good league. Uh, people should pay more attention. To, um. You know, it's not just just not just Juve, and you know, there, there's a lot more to it. But um, no, I would I welcome him to come back. Um, I think for me, I don't think there's a solid pairing. I think it's Maguire and Maguire and it's not you know Maguire and Wambas or Maguire and uh, uh, Lindelof. It's not Maguire and Eric Bailly. It's just it's it's a it's a bunch of people that they can kind of throw in there, and so. With you not having someone that's set, why not bring in someone that knows the league, that's smart, um, that's not erratic, that doesn't get injury prone, or get injury prone, but that isn't injury prone. Um, bring him in. He's stable. He understands the league, knows the club. I don't have a problem with it. Again, it's one of those situations where if you're going to bring a player back, and obviously he wants to play, like there's no – that's why he's in Roma because he was not going to be a part of the plan. He said, all right, send me somewhere where I can actually play off the Roma. He goes and he plays and he's like, I said, he's doing really well, but um, uh, I would bring him in for sure. Um, 
it would be a big risk because, like I said, I think Lindelof and Bai are going to be in front of him. Um, but, uh, you know, again, it's a good problem to have. The worst case scenario is he comes back to the league and he doesn't play for us. He goes to Arsenal or he goes to Spurs, who definitely need defensive help, and then plays well. And then we all look back and go, well, crap, we had this kid and we didn't want to play him because we're so banking on Lindelof and, and Bai. Though I think those two guys are doing better, um, I would argue that Smalling is a bit more stable than both of those guys. I think Smalling was this, the Chuckle Brothers, the Yakety Sacks, second part of the uh, the Chuckle Brothers, him and Jones. Uh, he had a big part to play in it. I, I, we sent him on loan for a reason. EC, he wasn't part of the he wasn't part of the future, um, and we still can say who he goes to. So. I'd ship him off to. Who would I ship him off to? Southampton or something like that, somewhere like you know in that, in that vicinity. I know he's vegan, so Southampton. He's on the coast. He may probably become a pescatarian. I don't know, uh, but uh, ship him off. You don't have to sell him to. You don't have to sell him to Tottenham. You don't have to sell him to Arsenal. Uh, let him waste me a year, but we they sold him for a reason, obviously. Um, Either that because he wasn't uh, good in the locker room, uh, he was an old guard, um, you know, Fergie holdover. I don't know, um, but there was a reason they didn't keep him. There's a reason they're keeping on to Axel Twanzebe. Um Obviously, by they're keeping on to Bayi, they're keeping on to Lindelof, and they're also looking out for an, uh, another defender, and just like him and Alexis Sanchez coming back. They're going to need to find new homes, and hopefully they can and recoup some expense from that. But I think uh, Chris Smalling and the Chris Smalling and 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 Jones, Phil Jones experiment has disappointed me probably the most since Sir Alex left, because the fact of I think there one of their those two were some of the Sir Alex's last two signings that uh, that <coughs> were the further future. And I think them two have probably disappointed the most since since they've left. And I think we just need it. You know, I mean, it's you need to just cut bait. You know, just you know, Chris, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Um, but you're gonna go play in Blackburn or hell, go you know, go to sell them to Leeds. Who can, you know who cares? But I think this Chris, you know, just we the he needs a fresh start. Uh, he's not a United player. Uh, he's shown that he's not a United player in the past, uh, and uh, just, they just, you know, Ole just needs to cut bait. But that's my opinion. You have your opinion on Chris Smalling. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, I feel like he's better than Jones. I think Jones no, no. was somebody that pumped up a little bit too much. <laughs> Jones too, and I don't. Jones was. I yeah. mean, yeah, no, no, Jones and him. Were were but they got they were they were paired up to be the next the uh, Rio and Rio and Vidic and Jones got injury prone and that guy tch, couldn't he couldn't t- you know it looked like he had both his shoes tied together uh, but uh, yeah unfortunately unfortunately I, Smalling got in, got wrapped up in that same thing. I just feel like they thought he was washed up and I think if you look at what he's been doing this year, he's far from it. I mean he's scoring goals, he's shutting people down. I just, I just think that people aren't giving him that look because he's in a, he's in, a, he's in the Italian league. 
And like I said, I I watch it. I've watched him play this year, um, and he's good. Uh, and so when I look at Lindelof, I see a good player. Don't get me wrong. He's just not consistent. With Bayi, you don't know if he's going to be. If he's he's just so too. He's so erratic, and you don't know if he's going to do a Cruyff turn in the box or if he's going to just clear it out. or pull You just don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> and, yeah, and so with, with Chris, I think having a better pairing in a Maguire, I think he'd be fine because he's got pace, and that's something that Maguire doesn't have. And so it will allow him to kind of do his thing and know that he's going to be able to have someone uh, catch his back. But I think Smalling and Jones – I think Jones kind of took the brunt into that. And I think if you look at it, their whole mindset was you're you're a good player, but you will not play every game. And I think Chris was like, nah, I'm good. If you're not going to play me every game, then get me out alone. And I think that's what they did. I don't think it was that they didn't want him. I think it was the role that he wanted to play. So I think if he comes back, it's going to be difficult because, again, he's already he's going to definitely be behind those two guys. So I think his 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 agents probably spinning his wheels because it's going to be right back to the same conversation. Chris, what do you want to do? No, no player that's playing well is going to tell you, oh, I'll come off the bench. None of them's going to do. They're all going to say, I love to play, love to start every game, Champions League games, Cup games, Carabao Cups. They're going to want to do it all, and I think all he's going to look at them and say, Look, you're a good player, but. Lindelof's a little bit younger. Baye's a couple years younger. Because what is Chris has got to be 30, right? Yeah. 31? He's in his 30s. Baye's 20s, 30s. Yeah, so, you know, Baye's 27, which isn't young, but it's not 30. And Lindelof might not even be 24. So, I think, like I said, Alex, Ole, excuse me, is he is definitely trying to set the tone and set the culture of Young, up-and-coming talent. Hopefully we can get it from within, but if not, we're going to go out, get the young, best talent we can find, put them in our club, and see if we can't make them better. So, no, I, I, I like I said, I, I think he's better than Phil Jones. I don't think I don't think he gets a fair shake. But again, I, like I said, I, if you haven't watched the league, you're not just going to be you're not just going to jump on. But I would don't YouTube it because all you're going to see is highlights. But <laughs> YouTube, YouTube a full game. A Roma game this year, and you'll see, you'll be like, "Wow!" Like I didn't, I didn't think he still had his spring in his step like he does. Um, but again, I, I don't think his views of what he wants to do matches what the club wants him to do at this at this point in time in his career. All right, uh, final piece of uh, transfer news, transfer rumors: Irvin Lozano, Chucky, Chucky Lozano, I guess you could say, of the Me- Mexican national team, plays for Napoli. Uh, previously, PSV Eindhoven uh, was a United target last year. Has popped up on again on the transfer rumor radar uh, as a replacement option for Jaden Sancho. Uh, I think they're looking at forty-five million pounds or whatever euros. Uh, forty-five million, just ballpark it there. Uh, would if Jaden Sancho is going to cost you one hundred and one twenty? Would the Irvin Lozano, Chucky Lozano, uh, work as a better option, second option for United, due to the fact that he's going to cost less, and 
just like maybe just like Chicharito could corner the market in Mexico because in the in Mexico for the Premier League because <coughs> right now I think it's Raul Jimenez for um, Wolves is probably doing yeah, that, but that's yeah. Wolves, right? Wolves is not international. Could a signing like Chucky Tosano benefit United? Because even with even when Chitarito was was purchased, Chitarito wasn't a he was purchased from Guadalajara, um, very unknown, uh, minimal. I think it was minimal tape on not minimal. The Mexican the Mexican leagues knew who he was, but uh, worldwide it was very it was very um, you know who who is this guy? Who is this? Chicharito Hernandez that they signed and lo and behold he becomes the cult hero. If 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 Dortmund's gonna play hardball with Jaden Sancho and and charges a premium, the United Tax, they're gonna place the United Tax on there. Would a player like Irvin Lozano or Chucky Lozano um, be better for United? And <coughs> I mean, who knows? Um Come with less baggage. You're not going to pay him heavy wages as as you would as Jaden Sancho would acquire. Would it be a better option for United? I, I wouldn't use it. I wouldn't say it would be better if we didn't get him. I think if it, I, Ole has done a great job in recruiting. I, I always will give him credit for that, and. I think if he does not get Sancho, I think it's going to be a huge miss for him. That when you bring in a, a player like Lozano, you, you can't say that he's not going to do great for the club. He, he's going to, or at least he's going to try his ass off. Every time I see him play, he he runs like he's like it's going to be his last time running. I mean, it's it's insane. So his energy level is absolutely amazing. He's very technical on the ball. He's not as pacey, but he is fast, um, and so it would be great. But I, I, I think, and this is just me. Um, at 20 years old, I feel like this is another one of those kids who is going to be in that that conversation for Berlin doors as the years go on. Um, oh, and nice. I, I think it would be a huge miss. Is it is the is the drop off that far? It's not that far. It's just it's just numbers. What? How old is Lozano? Twenty six. I think twenty four or twenty five. So that's so that's the same age as Bruno. So that's not it's not like it's this massive drop off in age either. Um, I just think if you it, again, if you're too. looking, at it, go ahead. That's the key too. You talk you talked about age. Irvin Lozano. I mean, even though he's not gotten games too many games with Napoli, he's gotten a shitload of games with the national team. Jane Sancho really hasn't hasn't really broke into the national team. I mean, yeah, he plays his you know odd games here and the friendlies here, but granted, the Euros are not playing this summer, so we can't see him on the world stage. <coughs> and yes, he plays for Dortmund uh, in the Bundesliga, and he's doing you know doing his thing there. But I mean, could could this you know as a cheaper option? I'm not saying a better option as a cheaper option but still give you the quality as you need as a cohesive front up up front, right? You know, with the, I'm not talking about him to be, I'm not saying he's going to be Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't think there'll ever be Cristiano Ronaldo. And honestly, I don't think we need uh, somebody like a Cristiano Ronaldo. I'd rather have 
you know, I already have 10 Xavi's and one Cristiano Ronaldo, right? I rather have somebody, you know, running, you know, p- players of that caliber and in all in one, you know, one united front, you know, working it rather than one superstar. And I think that's why that's how you win. Um, uh, and uh, obviously Madrid, you know, is an anomaly because they, you know, they buy players. But you look at past teams, they're, I mean, they're, it's a team effort, right? It's, it's not just one one superstar. In my opinion. No, I think you're right, but I think what we what we need to get back into the habit of doing is buying more than one superstar, and that's what we used to do. Yeah. We used to have four, five, six, eight superstars on our team. But they weren't superstars when they came to us. And Sir Alex developed them. Van Nistelrooy, right. Van Nistelrooy came from also I think PSV. I know it, or who, I forgot whoever. Um, but you, Ronaldo you at, sporting sporting Lisbon. That's, that's um, what I'm saying. You, we we brought in players like you just said. You know, you even even our our, our goalkeeper was at uh, Ajax, uh, Vandersar. You know, so we we can we can bring in talent as well. I think to your point, we don't want to bring in talent that doesn't match, right? So I, I'm I just want us to buy the best players that match what we're doing. So if it's not Sancho, you don't get him. But if you look at what we have, and again, I don't want anybody saying that I'm talking crap about James. I'm not. But Sancho's better, in my opinion. Yes. He's a better player. And if you if you plug him in to where James is and still play James, play him 20 minutes, that whoever's guarding that side, whoever's playing defense on that side is going to hate playing us. Because Sancho's coming at you all day, all game, all game, and then and now you say, okay, substitution, twenty minutes left, and you bring in Dan James, he's gonna be like, I can't keep up with it. They, these guys, they're so fast, they're so quick. So I'm not saying Lozano can't do that. I'm just saying that for me, when you have an opportunity, and no slight to Lozano, but I feel like Sancho's that generational talent. I feel like that's why. It is going to be a premium price. One, because he's who he is, and two, because of what he's done. But three, is because United, they have an aura about them when a club says, hey, you're United. We know you got this money. So I know he's only worth 100 but for you guys, it's going to be 120 They're going to do that. They're going to do that because we, they know that we have the money to pay for it. So I, I, don't, I think he'd be able to fit in just fine. I don't think he's going to come to this big of a club, Sancho. And say, all right, I'm the man. Give me the ball. Everybody move out the way. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think what would happen is he under he's going to understand that we're a couple of pieces away. And he is a big part of those pieces, those those puzzle pieces that we need to fit. But he's not the be-all, end-all. And I think it, with the culture we have, and, and when I say culture, I haven't heard of anybody fighting. I hear they all get along. They're all you know, driving it when they, when they could drive each other to practice, they were driving each other to practice and hanging out. Those are the things that I'm seeing. So what was the common denominator in that when it, when we were waiting? Are you talking about the coach? What was the common denominator of why everybody's having fun and driving players to work, players driving each other to work? Well, for me, I think it's because they're winning. Because Paul Pogba wasn't there. That's why. <laughs> I was like, where's he going with this? The Paul Pogba hate has to come out. 
Poor Paul. I can't wait for Paul to come back. And prove me you know wrong. What's, you know what's going to suck, though? Paul's going to come back, and if he does well, he can't celebrate. He can't do anything. So it's going to look kind of – it's going to look like that weird Holland dance that he was doing after he scored his goal. Okay. <laughs> enough about Paul Pogba. All right. Uh, enough transfer news. Uh, yes, uh, Arvin Lozano would be a would be an awesome option. Uh, we need, you know, like you said, we need a. Do we need Jaden Sancho? I wish he'd come on 200, 200 pounds a week. That's a lot of money. Uh, if they're if they're talking about what he's talking about, San, Sanchez money. Uh, I don't know. I think I pass on him. Yeah, right. no, he's not worth four hundred yet. All right, uh, some final news because uh, we're getting kind of long right now. Eurosport, EC. I don't know if you got a chance to check out Eurosport. Did a uh, the best Premier League player of all time? Uh, you want to take a couple of guesses on who might have um, who might have won the best Premier League player of all time? Uh, you got to throw Alan Shearer in there. You got to no, throw no, no, Aguero no, no. in there. No, sir. No, sir. They, gotta, they didn't win. You got to throw uh, Ronaldo in there. No, he didn't win either. Ballon d'Or, Ronaldo with United. Uh, highest scoring league, uh, year uh, in the Premier League uh, with uh, with United. No, he didn't win either. And again, give me more guesses. Who do you think? Well, I don't know how many years gigs he played in the Premier League, but I know he was there in the beginning of it. Negative so ghost I... the pattern is full. Who's your favorite True. player? Who's your favorite player? Skulls is my favorite player. Well, Paul Skulls didn't win. I'm just telling you that. No, Skulls didn't. He didn't come out on top either. He didn't come out on top, DC. Um, Henri had a, a really phenomenal Negative. run nope. a little nope. bit. Nine. Nit. Nit. He didn't get it either. Some man, some guy. I'm just gonna put. The, I'm gonna say I know because I've watched this shit, and it, he's alright. But this man, Matt Letissier from Southampton, won best for Premier League player of all time. Uh, concerning the uh, or due to the Eurosport polls, EC, he went against players like Ronaldo, like Gerard, like Alan Shearer. Can you believe this? Bullshit poll that rated <laughs> that has rated this Matt Letizia as the best Premier League player because it is horrendous. I mean, no. First of all, they had all the United players against the United players. Basically, it's like Rooney against Ronaldo, just uh, Keane versus uh, Schmeichel. So they all cancel cancel each other out to reach the the semis and the quarterfinals uh, because obviously. Hey, this is a United podcast, guys. I am going to be biased. There have been more. <laughs> there's been more top United players that have played in the Premier League that um, have made the Premier League. You talk about you talk about Cantona, Roy Keane, Paul Scholes, Ryan Giggs, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Wayne Rooney, Van Nistelrooy. Who else? You see, who else? Who, who, who? What more do you want? Peter Schmeichel. I mean, Evra. Evra. You're talking about Vidic. all the all these Vidic, Rio Ferdinand, and you're talking about you. You then you're cherry picking off every other team. Alan Shearer, you know, Matt Letizier. It is bullshit when I read when I saw that poll, and I just want I just want to let you know how outraged I am for for the Eurosport poll. 
Yeah, they didn't do any favors for themselves doing that. And I and, and you you can't uh, discredit the guy. He was a great player. But I think if you if you if you're not if it's not a close second for someone on United, and and I, and I would even say Shearer because of the amount of goals and the and the fact of where he almost got them to, but you can name all those United players that you can name didn't just almost get you there. They got you there and they took it to the next level and won everything, won trebles, won doubles, won the league so many times. So, other, um, other, other I, than Steven Gerrard, who has won a Champions League on that list? Other than Gerrard? John Terry with the he John won Terry, with Chelsea. The Chelsea and, and United, right? Yeah. So it's like I think Champions League is probably the culmination of being the best player, and it didn't seem like they took any consideration. I don't know what I don't know the criteria. Well, I mean, um, it, it, it may and it may have been. I mean, if you think about it, you know, the Tissi is a great player, right? So they may have been doing it just for this, just for the the conversation piece, right? To stir up some crap and to make people to to think again. Not saying Letizia wasn't great, but I think. If you're if you're just gonna say best Premier League player player of all time, right? Best best Premier League player of all time. I, I it's very difficult. So that the Premier League was what ninety two or ninety three. Ninety two. Three. Might have been ninety two. But anyways, you can't everything everything that Sir Alex Ferguson did. Um, just look at the teams that he had. Those players, the players that you were naming, um, it was just insane. I was literally just talking about this with my wife today, the players that he brought in. You've got to have a combination of both, and he did that. Best best coach, best players. Um, the fact that, that they didn't win that deal, I think it was more for clicks than anything else. But, again, no, no disrespect to Letizia, but he shouldn't have won that. Yeah. I agree. How German of this episode, you see, it's so very, uh, I mean, this episode is so down, it's so German, it's like, you know, they always say about um, the German language, it's so, it's so guttural, you know, the Spanish language, the Spanish language is so, te quiero amor, te quiero, you know, it's so lovable, and the German, and the the German language is, uh, they sound like you're talking a loogie. I'm not it's, saying that this, this episode was so dreary. We talked about the COVID nineteen. We talked about United probably not getting time Champions League, and we had some, you know, some, you know, some, some, you know, some maybe some good transfer news. But golly, man, now, you know what? EC, I'm gonna say we need to bring the heat the next the next pod for our guys uh, less German, more English. Hopefully, hopefully we have some good good topics, but. Uh, thanks for coming on, EC. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I want to give thanks to our, um, to our, to our, to not our sponsors, but our helpers, uh, Ro from the Ronos Podcast, Mark Hutch Ison from the South Texas Trainwrecks, and uh, Echoes in the Pink Floyd or something like that. Pink Floyd in the Echoes or something like that. Uh, Victoria Montsevice for the Alice of Wonderland food truck. She helped with our designs. Um, guys, stay safe. Uh, what else, CC? What else, CC? Stay safe, guys. Check out the football that's out there. Watch it. 
comment on our post on our post guys when you, when you see them comment on on, on Spotify on, on all the platforms Jesus will run them down let us know what you guys like what you didn't like all those good things hope you guys are staying safe hope your families are staying safe and yeah love you guys and look at this where you at Nothing. I was not here. I did not even get up this morning. <laughs>